are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a March 4th Sunday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I am your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, editor and writer for LeBron Wire, part of the USA Today NBA Wire sites, former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian, and your host here for almost 300 episodes on Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to the show. It's a Sunday. The Blazers had a big, big, big game last night against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And they came out victorious, 108-100, as they outplayed the Thunder in the latter three quarters after Oklahoma City led in the first quarter and and kind of outplayed them, out-hustled them a little bit, got off to a good start, but they just could not sustain it. And the Blazers, despite... A rare off night from Damian Lillard, who has been so spectacular. It was probably due at some point that he was not going to make all of his shots and not going to be the guy who who leads them. But after a month of leading the Blazers, he led the Blazers and or he was picked up, excuse me, by his teammates. And that is something to talk about. And I think it has to do with the fact that, hey, it's about time. It's about time someone came up and picked up Dame, who has been leading this team for the last six weeks. I mean, really been kicking it into overdrive. He also had a great All-Star game. And the the rest of the team was there to pick him up. And Zach Collins had what will likely be remembered, you know, hopefully, I guess, <laughs> if you're uh, rooting for the Blazers here, is, you know... This is probably going to be, if things go where you hope they go, this is going to be one of those nights that you're going to remember about Zach Collins earlier in his career when uh, it was kind of a breakout night for him against the Thunder, who have a ton of talent, and Zach Collins probably had what will be remembered as his breakout performance. And then the Blazers also got some help in the standings from some other teams, a team that they're actually going to face tomorrow night in the city of angels the los angeles lakers who are the best bad team in the league that's uh the declaration you're going to get from me today on the los angeles lakers we'll talk about why they're such a good bad team they're not going to make the playoffs they're really really quite far out of uh having any chance of making the postseason but they are a team that can beat you and beat the San Antonio Spurs last night. But first, we're going to talk about last night's game, the Blazers, as I mentioned, getting the win against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And Damian Lillard went 5 of 18 from the field, had 20 points. But as I mentioned, they carried him for a change. CJ, he had 28 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists. And Zach Collins, as I mentioned, with a breakout game, playing the most minutes of any big man on the Blazers with 28, and he had 12 points, 5 rebounds, a huge 3-pointer down the stretch of this one, also a huge block shot on Paul George, 
and you could just tell that he was he was in the moment and he rose to the occasion last night in a huge spot in a game that could determine playoff seeding when we get down to it at you know in mid-April here because the Blazers now have the season series over the Thunder because of this win and Zach Collins hit a huge three, had that big block. He also had a turnover in the last couple of minutes, and in and you also saw that. Hey, wait a minute, you know he is really good, and this is. I'm glad it happened against Oklahoma City because if you listen to the episode that we had with on and Pandian uh, earlier in mid February, before the All Star break, I was saying that I was seeing. I I, I thought that the the Ringer wrote an article. Uh, and it was a good one about what the Blazers need to do to grow from here. And Zach Collins was mentioned by Jonathan Sharks, who's a great mind, who knows the game really well. He was writing about how Collins is, could be the guy that helps them, that but that his his timeline does not match up with the Blazers' core of Damon CJ. But the example that I pointed to with Anin the other day was that Stephen Adams didn't necessarily match up with the age timelines of Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. He was he was younger than they were, but he still elevated that team's ceiling. That team still went to a conference finals and probably should have won a conference finals and gone to the finals with Stephen Adams, with Russell Westbrook, with Kevin Durant. But. Adams being young and him maybe not being at his peak at the same time as those guys. I I think that's a little, I feel like that's a little naive to assume that that is how a team is built. Yes, ideally that's the case that you have a bunch of guys all on the same timeline, but let's take, you you know, obviously Golden State is the, you know, the ideal for this. But even they are going through some struggles here where some of their players are getting older that they were on a different timeline. But they still help them win a championship. I'm talking about Iguodala. I'm talking about Sean Livingston. Guys that have a lot of talent, have helped them win titles, but didn't necessarily match up age-wise. Sure, you would love to have all of your stars be the same age, but that's just not how it works. And I think that that's a little naive and I think it's a little short-sighted to just say, oh, just because they're not exactly the same age that it's not going to help because I think an example is Steven Adams. That Adams helped a team that was already, you know, pretty far along in their journey when he came to Oklahoma City. They had already been to the finals once and, and he came in, added some new blood and they're not the same type of player, but I do think that Colin showed in this game why he can elevate a young core and he really stepped up in a huge matchup in the same way that Steven Adams did a guy that he was matched up with a little bit and and the Blazers went with a lot of different big men combinations last night Nurk he started the game but as I mentioned Collins ended up playing more minutes Ed Davis ended up playing more minutes than Nurk as well Nurk played 18 minutes four of 11 he had some tough moments did not have one of his better games and that's why he didn't play. Uh, you had Myers Leonard getting minutes. You had Ed Davis getting minutes. And as I mentioned, Collins getting minutes. Al Farouk Aminu did not have a great night shooting the ball. The Blazers, down the stretch actually, they went with Zach Collins 
at the four and Davis at five. They went big. And so, uh, it, it, but this is what Terry Stotts has done all season long. Is Terry Stotts plays the hot hand, plays the matchups, and the Blazers don't really have, I don't think, a bunch of guys that you can just say, hey, they're going to do this. And Evan Turner got the start. Mo Harkless did not play in this game as he's still out with a patellar tendon injury. We don't know how severe it is. It was initially reported that he was out indefinitely. Then that got changed to questionable, but he didn't play anyway. And uh, the Blazers get out of there with a win. The Thunder have not really been that great since the injury to Andre Roberson. It has hurt their defense, especially Roberson, one of the better defenders in the league. He and Paul George together were uh, really a lights-out duo, and it it really hurt them. They also didn't have Carmelo Anthony, so uh, I know that a lot of people are sour on Carmelo Anthony, that they're not really big on him, but the fact is that he can still knock down jumpers, and the Thunder shot 22% from three-point range last night. So they, they could have used some help. Uh, and so I just I just don't want to say that Melo definitely wouldn't have helped them. But I think the, the guys to remember in this game, C.J. McCollum, obviously 28 points, eight rebounds, six assists, and Zach Collins with the big three with the big defensive play, Evan Turner with big offensive plays, and Turner, it, I don't know what it is, about him in the starting lineup, but it worked out. Uh, obviously, it would be better for the team if they had Mo Harkless available, but he was not, and the Blazers get out of there with a win and a huge win for the standings, which now we're going to look at the updated standings. The Blazers are alone in third place in the Western Conference at 12, or excuse me, at 37 and 26. There are two losses in front of Minnesota, and they have the same amount of losses as New Orleans. New Orleans is at 35 and 26, but they are fifth, just behind the 38 and 28 Minnesota Timberwolves. And the San Antonio Spurs are 36 and 27, but they should be getting Kawhi Leonard back this month. That has been the latest news coming out of San Antonio, so that will change things coming up here, and especially when we're starting to look at potential playoff matchups. Uh, I don't, you know. I know he hasn't played very much this season, but I would, I'd be a fool if I was saying that I would really want to see the Spurs with Kawhi Leonard and all those other guys. It's probably Ginobili's last, last hurrah. Um, It might be Tony Parker's last hurrah as a Spur. Uh, These are guys that, this is, this is some, some, I do not want to tempt if I were the Portland Trailblazers I would want to play basically anybody except San Antonio and the Thunder you know maybe not that bad of a matchup uh Corbin Smith said that he would like to see Portland play against Oklahoma City and you know I can't say that uh, I think that that's a bad idea but Portland right now is third they would currently be matched up against the Spurs and Denver is currently in the eighth spot at 35 and 28, they got a win last night against the Cavs in pretty convincing fashion. Uh, it was a shootout, as both of those teams are pretty used to, but Denver just had uh, a lot more going there. A little help from Will Barton to get them a win. And then just behind them, the Clippers are a game back of the Nuggets in ninth. And then you have Utah, who stayed in the mix with a win over Minnesota on Friday night 
and they're in 10th. And then you have the team that the Blazers are going to face on Monday, the Los Angeles Lakers. So those are the standings after last night's great win. Big, big win. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit more about Zach Collins. I know I talked about him in my comparison to, to Steven Adams, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about how good he was last night. And then we're going to look ahead to the Lakers, how good they've been lately. They came back from double digits to beat the Spurs last night in San Antonio without Brandon Ingram. Lonzo Ball is healthy. He's playing well. So we're going to talk about them and more coming up here on Locked On Blazers. So Zach Collins last night with the big, big game in the big, big spot for the Trailblazers last night. Uh, and I just wanted to revisit what I was talking about earlier about Zach Collins and I think his importance to this team because I know a lot, I, I was one of the people, especially at the beginning of the season, that was you know complaining that Portland didn't draft Donovan Mitchell, that Mitchell should have been a guy that Portland should have looked at. And... A lot of people will say, okay, well, he was a guard. He doesn't really fit. But at the same time, a lot of analytics people say that it's not that's not a good way to draft. Is that it's, the best way to draft is to get the best player available and then move on from there. And I thought that that was the case with Donovan Mitchell. But And, and, and Donovan Mitchell may well be the rookie of the year. And he has been the offensive catalyst for a jazz team that after losing Gordon Hayward, has a chance to make the playoffs again. And so I, I, that's not just like an easy thing to say, but Collins has really come on over the last two months. Uh, and, and, and oddly enough, he's really, I don't know what it is about Oklahoma City, but he's had two really big moments against Oklahoma City in this season. He first had... Uh, some really nice minutes against Oklahoma City when Damian Lillard was hurt. And he came in, had a nice dunk-off baseline, had some some really nice moves, had a, had a nice little post move. And he's really, I don't know what it is about the Thunder, but he steps up in those games. And he's done that. And then he has last night where he is the best big man on the court for the Blazers, had a big night. Everybody on the Blazers was super happy for him. Uh Jason Quick after the game he was down in the locker room and had a nice little report that after the game Collins ran into his dad and some of his friends and he said uh was that fun or what and it basically you know something like that I don't have it exactly in front of me but that was the the gist of the quick report from what Zach Collins was saying after the game and uh you could see it you know after the game Damian Lillard's, you know, liking photos of Zach Collins last night, and obviously you, you'll like someone who gets you a win, but I, I do think that Collins, according to a lot of people, you know, is the guy that they're hoping can really be something more than what he is, and I think from my perspective is that has also been what I have been leaning towards because – I have to say that I, I don't think that anybody else on the team, I, I think everyone is who they are. Um, I think Mo Harkless is who he is. As, as great as he is at certain things, I just don't necessarily ever think he's going to be a player who is, is really going to become the third star or something like that on a team. 
and I that's fine. There, there's a lot of there are a lot of places in the NBA for guys like Mo Harkless and guys like Evan Turner and Portland has a lot of those guys and. I think we also saw last night that they stepped up, but I think the guy that really was impressive that stepped up was Collins because he looked like he belonged. He looked like he was ready to be out there. He did not look phased by the competition, did not look phased by the big names. I mean, he he blocked Paul George at the rim. Paul George, who has his own shoe. Paul George, who's gone toe-to-toe with LeBron James. I, I, I mean... I I think the, the the sky's the limit for Zach Collins. I mean I mean I mean to be twenty years old like he is, and already just putting his game on another level. I mean he's just over twenty years old, and he's stepping up in big spots. And I think it's great that he's getting that experience now, and. Would it have been great if Nurkic had been that guy, which I think a lot of us hoped that he would be? Sure. But ultimately, he wasn't that guy. And uh, uh, and I think it's, you know, he is young as well. And I don't necessarily think that they have to get rid of him. I don't think that that's a foregone conclusion necessarily because of how good Collins has been. But do they need to give him a, a big, big contract? I would say no. And I think that there is a utility for a guy like Nurkic, but last night, you know, against I think one of the players who you would think would be, uh, he would be a really good matchup for against Adams, who is a big hulking dude who's going to push you around in the paint, and a guy that I think Nurkic, you really liked to have Nurkic for, I think Collins really gives them a lot on the defensive end. He's really smart. He he may be a little undersized at that spot but Davis was there he was there playing at four a lot but he can shoot the three he's got skills and I don't think that he's he's not he's definitely not scared and I think that that's important to note and I think that that's something big to to remember for this Blazers team now and I'm really interested now I'm I'm now that Collins is playing well I think I'll end on this point on Zach Collins for the, for this episode is the best thing about Collins is that it makes me even more excited for the Blazers to get to the playoffs because now you, you have something to look forward to. You have a guy who was a top 10 pick, a guy that Portland traded two draft picks for that looks really, really solid right now. And you're going to get to see him for the first time if the Blazers make the playoffs, which it looks like they're going to, but that adds way more excitement to the playoffs that Zach Collins is going to get an opportunity to play. And I think like a young Steven Adams, who when he came in to the league, his rookie year, you know, people that watched the Thunder were saying, Steven Adams has got to play. He's got to be the starter. And I think we're going to be saying a lot of the same things about Collins. He may not, he may, but I think the most important thing is he's going to get a look in the postseason. And uh, I think Terry Stotts showing that he would go to him in a game that was basically a playoff game shows me that he trusts him. And it makes me even more excited for this Blazers postseason because it's great that they're in third place right now. They're alone in third place, but I think 
a lot of people are not seeing the Zach Collins thing, I think, enough. And the fact that he has a chance now in this postseason to make an impact with Damon CJ and the Blazers can see how he plays, how he reacts, I think is huge and adds a whole nother layer of excitement to a potential postseason run, especially if the Blazers end up getting a good, good seed. And right now they're third, so if they hold that, that would be obviously fantastic. So big, big night for Zach Collins, I think, makes me even more excited for the postseason and makes me even more confident that he is the type of player that can elevate this core of Dame and CJ. So we're going to talk about the Lakers coming up next when the Blazers go down to Los Angeles before we wrap this thing up. So the Portland Trail Blazers are going to be back on the court tomorrow. It's going to be like this probably for the rest of the spring as we cherry blossoms are starting spring here in the Portland area and uh, we're getting closer here to the postseason. We got to get these games in. So Portland has another game on Monday night, and they're going to face the Los Angeles Lakers, who have a five-game win streak after coming back from double digits last night in San Antonio to beat the Spurs. Lonzo Ball uh, playing some of his best ball of the season. Sorry, there was no pun. Just just came out that way. Uh, playing his best basketball this season after missing over 40 days due to injury. Lonzo Ball playing really well. They get the win without Brandon Ingram, who has been their best player this season. When I was down in L.A. back in November, I saw them play Philadelphia, and uh, it, it was a really great game, but the, a lot of the guys that rose to the top in that game, Lonzo was going through some confidence issues. Kuzma looked pretty good. Obviously, Simmons and Embiid were the best players on the court, but I thought Ingram was right there with Simmons and Embiid with how he played in that game. He he was just ready to go. He can really handle the ball, get to the basket, and uh, his three-point shot isn't quite there yet, but he, he plays with a lot of confidence, and if you get into a close game, Ingram's going to be the one that's getting the ball for the Lakers, and they're going to be at home, and it, it's going to be a big game for them. They want to keep this momentum going, and I think build on this to ne- into next season and also you know have something to build upon if they go into a meeting with LeBron James and they say, hey, uh, you know, we have this team that has been playing really well down the stretch of the season especially if things don't work out in Cleveland. So this game matters. I know that a lot of people say it won't matter for the Lakers, but I think it does. And so Portland is going to be down in Los Angeles on Monday night. They probably went down tonight. And the Lakers have been one of the better teams in the league in the second half of the season. So this is not going to be – this isn't the Lakers of the last five, six years where you could just say, yeah, they suck. Unfortunately, there's a little bit more to it than that. And Lonzo Ball, however you feel about him, his father, his family, uh, he can still, he, he's a really good player, a really good defender. And I think not that Dame is going to get shut down by any means. I don't think anybody can really shut Dame down right now the way he's been playing. But he'll provide a little bit more resistance than most guys at that spot. He will be a good defender. I don't think it's a guy that's going to shut Dame down by any means, but I do think he is someone who uh, could provide a little bit of resistance. He's got a lot of good size, and I think that's the Lakers' best chance. Obviously, they're also going to run the court. Isaiah Thomas, who had a good game against the Blazers, one of his only good games against the Blazers, 
or, or as a Cav, excuse me, was against the Blazers, and they're going to face him again. He had a nice game against the Miami Heat. They won in Miami. They won in San Antonio. So Lakers really rolling right now. So this is not uh, your typical Lakers team, not a team that you should take lightly, and a team that I think next season is going to be ready to make a run at the postseason, whether they get LeBron James or not. So uh, th this is a team that the Blazers have to be ready for. They're going to be riding a high off of the Oklahoma City win, off of the Minnesota win, off of the fact that they are third in the West. But I think they also have to be mindful that this team that they're going into face is playing their best basketball of the season. And uh, that is something to be wary of. And it, it's not going to be an easy game by any means for the Portland Trailblazers. So they're going to be in L.A. facing a Lakers team that I think is the best bad team in the league. So not an easy game, but if Portland can take care of business, I think will be a nice, nice win. And it will, it'll be a better win than what it looks on paper just because the Lakers are not going to make the playoffs. But I think it it is uh, a huge, huge game. 7.30 tomorrow night, Monday night in L.A., big, big game. So that is my little preview of the Laker game. And that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe, tell your friends, leave us a review, and we'll be back with you after the Laker game on Monday night where the Blazers have another big game as they look to maintain the third seed in the Western Conference. Until next time.